0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. One of my favorite wisdom teachers, Winnie the Pooh, once said, people say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. The other night, my family watched the 2018 movie Christopher Robin, which tells the story of an imaginative young boy who grew up to adulthood, leaving behind his hundred-acre wood friends. All grown up, Christopher works as the efficiency manager of Winslow Luggage, but finds himself consumed by work and is home with his wife and daughter very little. One holiday weekend, as his family prepares to go out to the country, he finds himself under the finger of his boss, Mr. Winslow, who puts the pressure on him to find cost cuts, forcing him to work over the weekend to meet a deadline while he himself spends the day on the golf course. Dreams don't come for free, he tells Christopher. You have to work for them. Nothing comes from nothing. A lesson Christopher later conveys to his own daughter when he again explains to her why he cannot go with her to the country for the weekend. Nothing comes from nothing. It's a lesson I imagine that could have also been said by the slave master in the parable of today's gospel reading. In it, a man leaves on a journey for a while and gives a task for three of his slaves to manage large pieces of his portfolio. When he returns, two of the slaves have doubled his investment and are rewarded for it. But one for fear of his master's corner-cutting harshness, returns the investment as it was given to him, having done nothing with it. And so he is chastised and cast out into the darkness for it. Nothing comes from nothing, you can almost hear the slave master say. Much like last week's passage, it's another difficult parable. in in this series of parables about the false Messiah and the return of Jesus. And the traditional interpretation of this passage is simple. It's that our task is to use what God has given us to further God's kingdom. And while that's a good and important lesson, again, like last week, the story itself Carries with it some problems. And I'm concerned that if we read it the wrong way, we might internalize another unintended lesson. If we are not careful, this parable might seem to suggest that our worth is dependent upon our productivity, upon what we accomplish. Our deeds. And in our 21st century capitalist America, that's an unintended message to which we are particularly prone. In this parable, the slave master calls his slaves good and faithful only when they have accomplished something, only when they have won for him a profit. But the one who did not increase the bottom line, he called wicked, lazy, and worthless. Those are harsh words, hard to hear in a Bible passage. And yet, for someone, uh, and, and, and yet, how often do we use those same words or similar words about ourselves? How often does the slave master's voice creep into our own heads and tell us that we are worthless because we have not accomplished that which we feel we should have accomplished in life? How often have we tied our importance to the things that we do? And thus, how often? Have we prioritized work in our lives over and against the less productive but the more important things in life, like family and friendships? Perhaps that's what Christopher Robin was feeling under the pressure of Mr. Winslow. If I can just accomplish this, this, and this, then I will be appreciated. If I do this important work, then... I'll be seen as important. But then in the story, just at the most inconvenient time, like the Holy Spirit, Winnie the Pooh unexpectedly shows up in Christopher's hostel to meet his master's expectation and calls it all into question by reminding him of his own importance. Reminding him that long before he did a single thing, back when he was just a little boy, he was important. And that has not changed. And perhaps this Mr. Winslow that he works for is what Pooh calls a woozle. A woozle, a fear-mongering creature that makes us forget what is really important in life. As I read our parable again, I wonder if this slave master is also a woozle. We tend to assume in this passage that the slave master represents Christ. But perhaps, like last week's parable, he actually represents the opposite. Perhaps the bridegroom from last week's parable and the slave master from this parable are meant to be read together as examples of what Christ is not, so that they might contrast with next week's parable about what Christ is. In these two parables, the bridegroom and the slave master woo their subjects with promises of feasts and joy, but in the end, they only include those who have something to offer them, and they exclude those who have nothing. Nothing comes from nothing. But in next week's parable, you'll have to come back next week, see? In next week's parable, the sheep and the goats, in which Jesus says, just as you cared for the least of these, you did it for me. It is those who have nothing and those who care for those who have nothing that enter the kingdom prepared for them from the foundation of the world. Apparently, sometimes, something does come from nothing. And in that parable, next week, rather than a bridegroom or a slave master welcoming them, it is a father who loves them. Perhaps, again, we are reading this parable upside down. We think it's about one thing, but maybe it's about something else. Because in God's kingdom, the work we do is important, but it is not the work we do that makes us important. Rather, it is our belovedness as God's children that makes us important. In God's kingdom, the work we do is important, but it is not the work we do that makes us important. Today, maybe you feel like you've not accomplished everything you feel that you should have. Maybe you feel like you're not important because you haven't done anything that's particularly important. Perhaps you feel like you've done nothing in this life or perhaps you feel like you've done everything in this life but it seems to have come to nothing. If you feel that way, Know this, your nothing in God's eyes is something, because you are something. So come and enter your Father's joy. Amen.